Bonjour, ladies and gentlemen. Je m'appelle Gavin. That's right. It's your buddy Gavin. Filibuster freestyle. We are back, baby. 2020 NFL playoffs. We're going to do what I think is becoming a tradition. This might be the last time we ever do it because Game of Thrones obviously ended last year. But we're going to pay one more homage to the great Game of Thrones with our 2020 edition for the playoffs of NFL playoff teams as Game of Thrones characters. So we got our buddy Dan Ruddle, Philadelphia Eagles super fan, coming up to do that after a couple announcements and, of course, the illustrious theme song, and then we'll get it rolling from there. Obviously, broke out very, very minimal French because we want to give, give props to all of our listeners in France, mostly in Paris, for listening on the app or on the uh, podcast subscription service, Deezer. Uh, once again, five weeks in a row, Paris, France has been the number one city in the world listening to the freestyle. Absolutely phenomenal. Très phenomenal. So thank you so much. Merci beaucoup to all of our listeners in France. And of course, all around the world, everybody. Thank you very much. Muchas gracias, et cetera, et cetera. Grazie mille. Okay. What's funny about this year with the Game of Thrones characters as NFL playoff teams is that we know how Game of Thrones ends, at least the Game of of Thrones version on HBO, obviously George R.R. R. Martin, he might have something to say about that. So, um, but we know what's going on. We know how the arcs all end in the HBO version. So in the past, in past years, for instance, Daenerys Targaryen, the team we would pick to be her because things always looked so good for her. She always had the upper hand, at least in the latter seasons, kind of like seasons definitely six and seven. Is like, you know, one of the top seeds would be Daenerys Targaryen. But now we know how it ends. So not necessarily is Danny going to be a great pick. Also, we know how it ends for the Ice King. The Night's King, excuse me. And the Ice Dragon, Viserion. We know a lot of things. So anyway, that's what's going on. Um, like I said, places listening, number one, five weeks straight, France. USA, number two. Australia, number three. This week, followed by the UK, Egypt, Indonesia, Canada, Russia, Spain, Brazil, Mexico, Sri Lanka, and Australia. Thoughts definitely go out to the folks in Australia and all the fires that are happening down there right now. It is during their summer months. Hope everybody's okay. Also, thoughts going out to Puerto Rico. A couple of earthquakes there in the last 48 hours. Uh, I actually know some folks who are down there right now. Our own pundit, Polly P., who's been on the show before, is down there right now. And uh, we hope Polly P's okay. We know he's okay, actually. We talked to him last night on the phone. Sorry. Fake drama there. He is okay. But thoughts going up to Puerto Rico. Um, really quickly before I hit the theme song, subscribe on Spotify, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Google Play Music so you can get all the latest episodes of the Freestyle automatically downloaded to your phone or computer or whatever you use. Also, continue to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Filibuster Freestyle, and we're always available with fresh episodes and show notes on our blog at filibusterfreestyle.com. So, dramatic pause really quickly. I'm not going to go through all four of the teams that already lost the playoffs with Dan. For the sake of time, I'm going to give you a little sneak preview right now of two teams that lost, but I'm going to save the Patriots and the Eagles, who both lost, with Dan. Because Dan's a huge Eagles fan, season ticket holder, and obviously well-documented that I am a Patriots fan and have been since I was born. Well, you know, since I was old enough to care, which was the mid-'80s. So there it is. Okay, Buffalo Bills. 
playoffs equivalent. They are the Dothraki. But they are the Dothraki at the beginning of the Long Night episode in the final season of Game of Thrones. They came out on the road, outside, swords blazing, literally lit on fire, ready to roll. They looked unbeatable for a minute. They charged fearlessly. We knew they had a really good you know, track record of battles. But their plan, excuse me, their tactics appear to be very one-dimensional. And after getting out to what, what could have been the lead... They were snuffed out one by one, or point by point in this case, because the Bills were up, yeah, I think, 16 nothing, and ended up losing in overtime, 22-19. They were snuffed out and ultimately failed. Uh, it's not a perfect analogy for several reasons, but listen, if you want better analysis, don't lose in round one, Buffalo Bills. But a shout-out to the Bills Mafia for buying all of the folding tables in the Metro Houston area last week. Okay, second pre-theme song uh, Game of Thrones allocation, if you will, adaptation of a character. The New Orleans Saints, and this one kind of hurts, but they are Oberyn Martell, the Red Viper of Dorne. Supreme skill and talent. They're from the Deep South. In this case, Louisiana. In Martell's case, from Dorne. And in the end, they got a little bit too careless, a little bit too sloppy. They left a little bit too much up to chance and or, in the Saints' case, the refs as usual. Um, and their opponent did just enough to keep it close and, and at the end essentially squished their heads like a grape in excruciating fashion. And for the Saints, it was on the game's final play in overtime. So just a hard luck franchise, the Saints, these last few years. I think I heard a stat that like their last three or maybe more than three playoff exits in a row – have come on the final play of the game. So excruciating fashion, just like when Oberyn Martell's head was squished like a grape by the mountain during their epic duel. Okay, here comes the theme song. Dan Riddle on the other side. Filibuster filibuster freestyle, easy for me to say. Thanks for listening. Here we go. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Okay, so we are back. Executive decision. Our guy, Dan Ruddle, not ready yet. It's about 9 o'clock, a little past 9 o'clock here on Thursday night. Waiting for him to get his notes together for this Game of Thrones podcast. I'm going to read off. I already gave you the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints, Game of Thrones character equivalents. Gave them to you prior to the theme song. I'm just going to go through the rest of what I got, which means when Dan joins us, we can just focus on whatever he's got. I actually think it'll make for a more efficient pod. Get you all out of here quicker. Get me out of here quicker. You get it. So anyway, we pick up with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I may revisit the Eagles with Dan when I hear what his is because he, again, as I've mentioned at least twice already on this podcast, he is literally a season ticket holder, like one of those really hardcore NFL fans you hear about in terms of, actually, tangent, two kinds of crazy NFL fans in terms of commitment. One, season ticket holders go to every game, et cetera. But what I noticed this year in my travels, you know, and I, I go all around for different stuff is the amount of fans who travel to the away games of their teams 
and they wear like their Cowboys gear, their Saints gear, their Falcons gear, whatever. I cite all those teams because I saw those fan bases this year in places I was in, like Tampa, Charlotte Airport, um, Nashville, whatever. Anyway, but Dan is definitely a season ticket holder. So whatever. I might come back later and give you this exact same take in a bit. But I'll see who he has for the Eagles. For the Philadelphia Eagles this year, lost last week with a 40-year-old backup quarterback playing when their starting quarterback got hurt. I have the Philadelphia Eagles as Woon Woon the Giant at the end, specifically, of the Battle of the Bastards episode of Game of Thrones season, what was that, seven? And why? Okay. Like Woon Woon the Giant, the Eagles overcame pretty much everything to get to this point. And they've got an A-plus pedigree for getting things done in the past. The Eagles won the Super Bowl two years ago with a backup quarterback against the odds, etc. Woon Woon has just been dominant in any scene that he gets in Game of Thrones, right? So Woon Woon the Giant, Philadelphia Eagles, good pedigree. But by the time the Eagles tried to finish this game off against the Seahawks last week, and by the time... Woon Moon broke down the doors to Winterfell. They were just too hurt to survive. And there's also another analogy with the cheap shot, uh, allegedly or not allegedly, depending on how you feel about Jadavion Clowney um, hitting the head of Carson Wentz as they were both falling to the ground with his head, is Ramsey Bolton kind of cheap shotting Woon Woon in the eye with an arrow to end his life at the end of the Battle of the Bees episode. So anyway, that's another corollary. But i got to give mad props to Josh McCown for coming off the bench, 40 years old. He was retired. He came back, played in his first ever playoff game at 40 years old. Good for him. But the Eagles are wound, wound the Giant. Okay, New England Patriots. Team I'm a big fan of. They've gotten a lot of love over the years, obviously from myself, from Jeremy Johnson in the car, from other podcast pundits. They've gotten a lot of hate over the years from people like Dan Ruddle, Dan O'Brien, a lot of our Philadelphia folks, and that's fair. Every team's got people who love them. Every team's got people who hate them. But my point is, tough year for the Patriots. We all know it. We all witnessed it. They're out of the playoffs this early for the first time since, like, I think, 09 or 10. Anyway, the Patriots are King Robert Baratheon, who died in, like, episode four of the first season or whatever he died. Here's why. Um... They've been sitting on the throne for a long time. They rule the realm, and they've been doing it for years. In the end, though, they went down via a combination of sloppiness on their own part, Patriots case, roster management, betrayal by trusting the likes of someone like Antonio Brown to work out, or maybe you could throw a Josh Gordon dependability reference in there if you wanted to. I'm not going to do that directly. And in addition to the sloppiness um, and the betrayal, you're looking at getting killed while overconfident. The Dolphins' loss that the Patriots suffered in Week 17 was when Robert got gored while hunting for wild boar in the forest or wherever the hell he was, and the inability to recover is expected to be an inside job in terms of Robert's death. Now, Mike Vrabel is a Patriots insider who now coaches the Titans, and he plays the role of that inner circle conspiring to not help Robert get better. And that could be, you know, Cersei, that could be Littlefinger, Grandmaster, Pezel, etc. So the Patriots are King Robert Baratheon bowing out way too early in the series, in the playoffs, if you will, for all kinds of reasons. So who's left? Got 49ers versus the Vikings this weekend. 
got the Ravens versus the Titans this weekend. Chiefs, Texans, and Packers, Seahawks. Here's what I'm going to give you. I legitimately think the Ravens are a lock for the AFC title. But obviously the Chiefs have a slim chance. I just don't see the Texans getting it done. I don't see the Titans getting it done. Um, in the NFC, I, I, can, I really can't see the Vikings winning two more road games to get to the Super Bowl. But Packers, Niners, Seahawks, they all kind of have the alligator blood and or the X factors at quarterback, which means they probably could string together a couple more wins and reach Miami. All right, so who do the Vikings resemble? Game of Thrones. Here's somebody I think I've never actually, in the two, three, four years that I've been doing this with Dan Ruddle, never picked this character before for any of the playoff teams in any of the other four years. The Vikings are Rob Stark, okay? Because one, they are from the North. Two, they've got a pretty righteous cause. They've never won the Super Bowl. They've got a great fan base. They've been around for a long time. And this is kind of like Rob trying to avenge the death of his father, Ned Stark. In the end, Rob Stark proved to be a little too naive and a little too trusting of being on the side of good and that being good enough. But the Game of Thrones is filled with ladders. It's a ladder filled with chaos, to paraphrase Littlefinger. So it means they're not going to win because Rob Stark was brutally assassinated at the Red Wedding. We all know about that one. One of the greatest reveals of all time, Game of Thrones history, Red Wedding. So I don't think, my prediction is I don't think the Vikings are going to get by San Francisco. And if they do, I think they're likely going to face fellow Northmen in Green Bay. And just as Rob Stark was um, betrayed by the mutiny of the Boltons and the phrase, Minnesota's drought for the Super Bowl is going to continue. Um, did I not do a Niners equivalent? Wow, okay. That's hilarious. I might have skipped the Niners, guys. It's all right. We're going to let it lie. I'll do it on the fly in a bit. We'll do it live, but not yet. Okay. Really off-putting, though. Okay, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens appear to be Drogon the Dragon in Season 8, specifically, in the episode where Daenerys Targaryen unleashes Drogon's full force on the entire city of King's Landing. Okay. He goes ham on the entire population of King's Landing the way that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are going ham on the entire NFL this season. Listen, this is a team that prides itself on being built to beat the Steelers and the Patriots, but this year, the Ravens stumbled onto a power that is basically capable of destroying everything and anything just for S's and G's, S's and gigs. Nobody's got an answer for them, and the only ones who can truly stop them, at least in the AFC, are themselves. Okay, they're playing the Titans. Like I said, I'm going to do a dramatic, weird pause on the, on the Niners because I totally skipped doing them yesterday at Starbucks during the research session. In a lot of ways, I could go here, okay? But I'm going to go with the Hound. They've kind of got a foul-mouthed, brash, smarter-than-they-let-on persona. They find a way to survive, and honestly, the more time you spend with them, the more you like them despite themselves. Much like the Hound has an aversion to fire and the obsession with his family member, the, the mountain in the Hound's case, I feel like, you know, Vrabel is the mini-me of Bill Belichick, and the Hound, obviously, is the mountain's brosive. And, um, you know, the Hound's a battering ram, and the Titans are in, their, in the ground game. The only issue, they're going to need to sacrifice themselves if they want to beat everybody else. Like, 
the Titans aren't good enough to win this thing going away. And just like the Hound had to jump through the mountain, through the brick wall, and into a raging inferno below of Drogon fire, Titans might put up a good fight against the Ravens. They might even put up, they might even win, but they ain't, they ain't going to the Super Bowl. They will have to kill themselves essentially to beat the Ravens. And if they do, they're not going to have much left in the tank. Who's next? Prediction I think the Ravens are going to win in a route. 10 plus points. It will never be in doubt. Houston Texans. These cats are like a, the trick or treat team remaining. First half versus the Bills, they got worked. Second half, Deshaun Watson took over. They made just enough plays to win. These guys are like Beric Dondarian and Thoros of Mir. Or was it Mir of Thoros? No, Thoros of Mir. Anyway, they've got nine lives, and they keep stuff very interesting. But in the end, they're bit characters who are not going to have the juice to make it to Miami. And they're playing the Chiefs. No disrespect because I like these guys. My take is the Chiefs are the Knights King with the Ice Dragon, Viserion. Because we thought at the end of the second to last season, that they were going to become the dominant force in Westeros for the next season and for infinity beyond. And we thought after last season, the Chiefs were just getting ready to peak and they were going to be the team to beat in 2019 and that Mahomes was never going to be stopped and that the Chiefs were set up to be great forever. And obviously they were very good this year, but their dominance has been taken over by the Ravens. The emergence of the Ravens makes me think that they're kind of beatable, kind of like the Night King getting iced and destroyed by a 12-year-old assassin named Arya Stark, a.k.a. the MVP. If the showrunners had done a better job with Season 8's pacing, the battle between Drogon and the Ice Viserion dragon could have been way more epic, and I think that's what we're going to get in the AFC title game. The Chiefs are definitely going to get away. They're going to find a way to get past the, Titan, the Texans, excuse me, I think. And they could stumble, but I doubt it. Green Bay Packers, a lot of ways to go here, but let's pay some homage to the leading ladies of Westeros, Daenerys Targaryen, Cersei Lannister, Sansa Stark, and maybe even Arya too. The Green Bay Packers have been, fav- they've been the favorites before, they've been also Rands, they've been number one, they've been left for dead, they've been injured, I digress. But they've got a certain set of skills that keeps them on the field with anybody out there in any given situation. And they've got a home field in this round that could prove to be just as tre- just very treacherous enough for their opponents, the Seahawks, for them to advance. So I'm going to put it this way. If the Green Bay Packers win the Super Bowl, they are a combination of the Stark sisters, essentially killing the Night's King, ruling the Earth alone like Santa is. Best case scenario. If the Packers lose at home to the Seahawks, they're like Cersei getting crushed underneath the bricks of the Red Keep, losing a home game in their own house like that. If they go to San Francisco after beating Seattle and lose, or if they make it to the Super Bowl and lose the throne when it's in their grasp, they're like Daenerys Targaryen and the Mother of Dragons. They had it all. They were this close, but in the end, they just not quite able to actually sit on that throne and rule. Seahawks. I've got Seahawks as Urine Greyjoy, Theon's uncle, and his Iron Fleet. Because they're better away from home, like the, uh, the guys from Pike, the Ironborn, they like to go pillage. They like to go, you know, invade places, steal, 
rob people of their belongings at their homes. Seahawks have been really good on the road. So that's one corollary. And but the thing is, they really can't stray too far from their style of fighting. You know, they'll fight a little dirty, they'll ambush you. Their costuming is very unique in the world they inhabit. You're in Greyjoy dresses a lot like some cross between a pirate and like a, a goth club goer. And the Seahawks have the flashiest uniforms in the league. In the end, they might be a little too rowdy and disorganized to string three wins together on the road. But if Green Bay turns, uh, you know, if Green Bay turns the, the frozen tundra level up, the ships of the Seahawks, just like the ships of the Ironborn, won't be able to do enough maneuvers to win. But as we know, the Ironborn brought down um, Rhaegal the dragon with like a sniper shot from a, you know, arguably the least impressive dragon death was when Euron Greyjoy took out Danny's second dragon. Um, so anyway, the Seahawks, I think they're dangerous enough to win the whole thing, but I also think maybe not. All right, so let's see what we got here. Yeah, I literally did nothing for the 49ers. So I'm going to go off the dome right here as I sip water and, and, and stall. Listen, the Niners, a lot of ways to go. But, well, let's put it this way. I don't think the Niners are Jon Snow. Because I think the Niners want the throne, unlike Jon Snow. But let's say the Niners get back to the Super Bowl, and let's say they lose. That's, I don't know, man. I think I probably skipped the Niners because I just have no idea. Listen, the Niners are the favorite in the NFC if they, if they can defend their home field. I don't know how good their home field is or isn't. The Niners, okay, okay. Here's what we'll do. I think the Niners are like a, they're like Braun. They are like Braun. Okay, fine. Because honestly, I don't think people thought the Niners were going to be that good this year. That they, that they thought they'd be really good, but not as good as they were. Again, they've had flashes. They've been all over the place. But listen, Braun at the end is the meister of coin. Bran lets that happen, even though Bran knows everything and knows Bran's a terrible meister of coin. Tyrion appoints him, all that, all that, all that. The Niners win the Super Bowl. They are Bran getting a giant castle and being the meister of coin, master of coin, at the end of the Game of Thrones series. And if they lose, they can be Jamie Lannister, they can be Littlefinger, they can be Varys, they can be any powerful Game of Thrones favorite player, excuse me, who ultimately didn't get a chance to sit on the throne. And that's what I got. So I'll bring in Dan Ruddle hopefully soon. We'll see what he's got. We'll get some banter going. Thanks for listening. Phil Buster Freestyle. All right, ladies and gents, as promised, here he is, Dan Ruddle in Philly. Dan, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Gav. How are you? Oh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Glad you could join us for our annual tradition. Yeah, thanks. Sorry I uh, wasn't able to do it a little bit earlier. I've uh, been trying to navigate the logistics of uh, applying for the uh, what, what is it global entry which is kind of like oh, yeah. sort of like TSA pre-check on steroids so we're going away with the daughter uh, to Aruba in April so I had to uh, try to get that done because apparently it's a nightmare getting coming back inbound to the United States and global entry can help with that so 
I appreciate the flexibility. Well, un- unofficial sponsor of the week, uh, Global Entry <laughs> and the yeah. TSA, and uh, and no problem yeah. whatsoever. So listen, I have just before you joined us stumbled through my 49ers on the fly prediction because I completely omitted them. Um, so let me know who you have because you actually put some thought into it and I'll be interested to hear what it is. And then we'll do the NFC and then we'll do the AFC for those listening at home in terms of what Dan's going to reveal. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> cool. All right, well, uh, do you just want me to go? Yeah, what, what's up for the Niners? Who you got? So um, this might be an unpopular pick and I uh, apologize to any Niners fans, but I chose uh, Ray Gal the Dragon. Uh, as the Niners, bro, I like it a lot. Go, go yeah. on. So, what my thought process here is that you know, like the Dragon, uh, the Niners right now appear to be all powerful and invincible. Mm. Um, they are plowing through the NFC. They are, you know, they they're very dominant. You know, say what you want about the Seahawks on the road. At home, they are quite impressive, and they did not. Where they were not able to pull out a victory against them when it when it meant a heck of a lot uh, yep. to their playoff standing. Um, so that's that. They they are a legit contender. They are frightening. They are really really good. But I do believe that there are teams remaining standing in the NFC that um, will be able to take them out with a surprise sneak attack uh, from behind some mystery island. Yeah. Um, a la Euron Greyjoy and put an end to what, uh, what what people might not necessarily have seen coming and thinking that they were going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So that's sort of my thought process there. That's a really good one. And the reason I reacted the way I did is because I have the Seahawks as Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they dress funky. They play dirty. They'll, they'll cheap shot you. You know, all that stuff. So. Well, I'm glad that you recognize that. Absolutely. So that's why I reacted as I did. Okay, the number two seed in the NFC, Packers. Yeah, right? it's the Packers. Um, and I, I put the Packers. I used uh, I used my Bron card here. Ooh. Um, yeah, I just you know as the, a number one. They're the number two seed, which shows that they are they're battle tested. They are a legitimate contender to take anybody out at any time. Um, and I do believe that they are going to find a way to uh, to represent the NFC, in the, to at least get to the NFC Championship um, and possibly to the Super Bowl, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, just wily veteranship, uh, all kinds of gamesmanship. They will, you know, and when I, when I say they, I'm really referring to Aaron Rodgers. I think that yes. when, when the chips are... When, the, when it's time to throw all the chips in, Aaron Rodgers, I would take him. Probably, you know, I, I, you hear the question asked um, all the time in a hyperbolic fashion about, you know, what, if you had one game that you had to win and you had to pick any quarterback mm-hmm. of the remaining quarterbacks in the league, which one are you taking to win one game? And I, you know, for my money, it's Rodgers. Yeah, maybe maybe Russell, but uh, as an Eagles fan, you can probably understand my, uh, my my views a little bit jaded on the Seahawks right now. So I'm not going to show any deference there. Sure. Um, but you know, just like you know, if you are going to be picking, so, uh, you know, a dignitary that you need to take out uh, in Westeros, I could hardly think of a better. Uh, 
better if you had to take out one dignitary I would say that uh, the likes of Braun would be hard to beat in terms of uh, a worthy assassin yeah I think it's a really good one there man I like it a lot um, thanks so who, who would you go with for the three seed three seed Saints wah, wah. yeah good riddance I hate the Saints and I hate Sean Payton I hate all the, the complaining and crying they did um, it didn't do them any good it did not um, so for that honor I gave them the moniker of Woon Woon the Giant um, <laughs> they they just they pretty much bludgeoned everybody in their path um, you know even you know mid-season you know they're, they're, they're stomping people still okay. they, they get to the playoffs they kick in the door and the very next thing that happens is is they take an arrow to the eye yep. and they're done that's perfect and, dude um, so I actually I went with Oberyn Martell the Red Viper but for similar uh, for similar, similar reasons yes. you know they had it done and they just couldn't get it done with the bell you know yep so that's a and good one it is, it is analogous yeah absolutely so and, that's interesting you picked Woon Woon because I picked them for your poor Philadelphia Eagles uh, because they were so battered and bruised and had a million arrows in them and they kept finding a way to beat down the door and then they got cheap shotted with an arrow to the eye by the worst guy in the game, Ramsey yeah. Bolton. You know, so yeah, and, and, and Jadavion Clowney most definitely is the Ramsey Bolton of yeah. uh, the NFC. I figured, in my opinion. I figured that one would feel good for you. You know, yeah, yeah, and you know, there's not enough milk of the puppy in the entire realm to bring him back. So there's not. It's, uh, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. That's a great reference uh, too. Uh, <laughs> who, so who did you have? Who did you have for the Eagles as an Eagles season ticket holder? So the Eagles I had as Jorah Mormont, mm. you know, very nice up one. and down story arc yeah. over the course of the season. Yeah. And, you know, like Jorah had his very up and down story arc through the course of the series. Yeah. Um, you have a guy who's, you know, they, 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 he starts out, uh, you know, as as the, the confidant of, uh, uh, of Danny and, you know, looking out for her ends up betraying her and he's banished for a while. It's just kind of like the way the Eagles season felt there when they lost three in a row. And then he kind of gets it back together. Um, but he's just so banged up that he, he can't see the fight through to the end. Yeah. And uh, that is, uh, that, that's kind of where I drew the likeness there. That's a good to one. The Eagles. A really good one. They were, yeah. And that was, uh, that was a, it was a, I, as if if I may indulge me on, or if you may indulge me on a diatribe here, I as I've told Larry and Dan and all my other Eagles fans faithful, I really wanted to be okay with them losing, and, and whatever the outcome of the game, I felt like we were playing with house money, but it I, I felt very robbed of the opportunity to see my franchise quarterback play in a playoff game. Yeah, I I really and truly believe that the outcome would have been different had he played. I, I don't think there's any question they would have won. His red zone efficiency was, I don't know if it was the best in the league this year, but it was very high. They had three trips into the red zone in that game where they did not convert any kind of points, let alone a touchdown. So, um, yes. and the, the, the Seahawks weren't that good. <laughs> Russell Wilson was amazing, as he always is, but I, it was a very winnable game for them. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, it's, it's, a lot of sour grapes in Philly, and, and still, people are still pissed. Well, it's kind of the way, right? Um, so speaking of those Seahawks, yeah, who do you have? Their little finger because they <laughs> cheated their way to victory. Nice. 
nothing left to say. I was going to say, mic drop right there. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And yeah. I already called him Urine Greyjoy, so you're good there too. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then bringing up the rear, I'm very interested to hear who you have for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. The, uh, the Vikings are the Dothraki. Ah, uh, yes. It's not just an analogy to the sort of like wild nature of who they are. And, you know, they're, they're very much similar to, you know, what, what uh, Viking tribes were. But um, much like the Dothraki, I think the Vikings are a problem for anybody that they go up against right now. Yeah, you know they're hot. They've got confidence. They just beat the Saints in in New um, Orleans. I mean, in New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. I think that they uh, they they're they're scrappy. Their defense is really good. And as much as I think Kirk Cousins is a bit of a tool and a dweeb, he's actually a he's a pretty decent quarterback. I, and you know, I I think that the the myth of the old Kirk Cousins, the choke artist Kirk Cousins is is is, uh, is in the rearview mirror. I think that you know that that moniker and that reputation he got earlier in his career I believe was the product of playing for that just awful franchise. Loathsome, yeah, that loathsome franchise in Washington. Yeah. So I think that uh, yeah, he's he's got as good a weapons as you can get. Dalvin Cook is frightening. I think he's the best running back left in the entire playoffs. Um, and if that weren't enough, he's got two he's got two number one receivers and yeah, a really really dangerous, skilled tight end to threaten to. It's a dangerous team. That's a good and their that's, defense is really good. Yeah, Dothraki is a good one. I actually used the Dothrakis for the Buffalo Bills, but specifically. Uh, Specifically, when they ran out against the Knights Kings Army and were snuffed out one by one, uh, you know, like you, were, like, like you were all pumped up and you were jacked, and they were doing it, and then they just were done. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and I just want to shout out to you. You can listen to the show. I'm not going to do the whole diatribe again, but the Vikings for me are Rob Stark. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. So, uh-huh. so I've never so. used I've never used Rob Stark. And I don't think you have either in any of our past episodes. I'm pretty sure, but no. It felt good to Let me. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you, is that for similar reasons as to why I named the Niners Regal? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, you know, I just feel like, you know, they're from the North, right? Yeah. They've got a righteous cause. They've never won a Super Bowl, just like Rob was trying to avenge Ned Stark's death. Right. But in the end, they're a little too naive and maybe just like a little too trusting. And like I said, chaos is a ladder and little fingers out there somewhere, you know? Indeed, yeah. Wow. So anyway, I just, it was fun to use them. Um, okay, cool. so that's, that's the NFC. Good good job there. Really yes, good sir. job. Thanks. So let's go to the AFC. Um, I, I can't wait to hear who you have for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> um, uh, the Baltimore Ravens I have is Drogon. Dude, me too. Yeah. Nice. They will be, you know, did you see that really, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get off on another sort of little side yeah, take here. it, take it. Did you see that really cool, um, uh, that I guess it was a virtual reality effect that they had for that, it was the yes, last primetime game they I played, did. that was so badass that like it was really cool and it reminded, it was kind of like, wow, this is really, this felt like a Game of Thrones episode. Um. I think that, you know, they are frightening for similar reasons as to those same reasons as why uh, why the Vikings are frightening, but I think that they are at the better. next level. Yeah, they ne- are, next level, yep. 
yeah, they, they, they can beat you in every phase of the game. And I think that they will be flying off into the sunset at the end of it. I don't. I think they're going to win, and I don't think it's going to be that close. I, I'm on the same page, dude. I, you know, I hate to, I hate to crown them, as Dennis uh, Green would say, but I'm going to crown them. Like they're <laughs> on, on paper, there is no answer for them this year. None. So I, that's, that's our first true match. There, Drogon makes all the sense in the world. Awesome. Um, okay. So the number two seed, we got the Chiefs, and Chiefs. who do you got there? The Chiefs to me are Grey Worm. <laughs> okay, um, nothing wrong with that. They are they're powerful. They're very good, but um, the, a bit of a heel turn for them. Um, I think that yeah. you know, like Grey Worm was hard to root for as the series sort of came to a conclusion and he started just kind of taking his pound of flesh. Yeah. Um, some of these characters on that Chiefs team are really not very likable. Um, I think that the the whole tire the handling of the Tyreek Hill situation was bungled. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the whole you know, and I understand they, they, they did Cut Kareem Hunt, but you know there. I was looking, you know, when I when I was looking as a, at a moniker to give the Chiefs, I was looking it up, and I was like, man, it seems like these guys have a whole lot of a disproportionate history of like domestic violence. Not good. Um, not a good look. It's not a good look, and it's actually not just a perception. I think they have like the second or first most uh, incidences of uh, players being. Credibly, uh, credi- credibly accused and even uh, convicted of domestic violence offenses since 2000. So no, it was. That's uh, not great. Yeah, yeah it's so, not great. Okay, it's so, a bad look. So Grey Worm's a pretty decent equivalency there. Yeah, so I, it was a little bit of a far stretch, but I'm, I was trying to really keep. I, I, I didn't. I tried not to reach too back, too far back in the series. Yep. Um, or at least for for people that or for for characters that are still. Alive and at in the most recent uh, season of the the series, I thought it was kind of. I, I tried to keep people in there, but you know, I felt Grey Worm was a pretty good match there. Yeah, I think it's real good, um, and obviously, obviously, very formidable. So they got a shot, you know. Yeah, they they do have a shot. Absolutely. Nice. Okay, I'm I'm interested to see who you have for the Patriots as well. Patriots are Cersei. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Got killed uh, in their own house. <laughs> what's that? They got killed in their own house. They got killed in their own house, but it was also just kind of their I, own fault, I, I, and their own their own fault. But it was also just this kind of like sort of I don't know. And maybe I'm bringing my own feelings about the way that Cersei's demise was handled in the series. But you know, I, I watched. I was it you, me, and Dan that were on the pod? Was that the episode that we watched together? Or was that the? Yeah, I think so. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That was the Battle of Winterfell that we did the three-way pod on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, not, yeah, on yeah. The, I was not on the King's Land, the Siege of King's Landing. Um, but I I didn't, you know, I, I, I think having had some time to marinate on it, I felt that the way that Cersei and Jamie, for that matter, bit the dust was kind of fitting. But my initial reaction to it was like, wow, this woman has been built up for eight seasons as this just cruel, heartless, like ice in her veins uh, character that will win at all costs. And it came to just this sort of anticlimactic end. You didn't get to see anybody really 
like take their vengeance upon her. Like you wanted to see Arya Stark come in and somehow find her way uh, into in, into the room with her and somehow take her out. And it just ended with them like trying to escape from the you know through the uh, through the underground of King's Landing and just. It coming crumbling down on them. Uh, yeah. I thought it was kind of anticlimactic, and I thought that's kind of the way it was with the Patriots. Is like, for God, for twenty years, I well, almost twenty years. I watched that first Patriots Super Bowl against the greatest show on turf when I was in college, and I'm over almost forty one now. Right, and like it's just been absolute dominance for the better part of twenty years, and it just felt like a complete fizzling out, like. Yeah, you know, there, there's like you, 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 you would have thought that you know if they were going to go down, it would have gone down in a, you know, they, they they are just trading blows and scoring points, and they somehow ends up you know James White takes the ball up the middle, and somebody gets a lucky hand in, and they get a turnover at the end of the game, and they kick a field goal and score a touchdown to win the game. I did not think that. Brady going out struggling on offense was a fitting end for him. And as an aside, I think that's why he will. This is not the end for him, and I don't even think it's the end for him in New England. I think he signs a club-friendly deal there. Yeah, I mean, he he's playing next year. Oh, I think he's definitely. Yeah, playing where, next where year. he and plays think, is another pod, but he's playing next year. No question about it. I think he's playing in New England. I mean, hope we will see. Um, yeah. Who did you Who did you pick for the Patriots? I'm not going to ask you everyone because I know. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time I've ever used this character either. Um, this is a throwback. I picked King Robert Baratheon because huh. they were on the throne for a long time. They got sloppy. They got lazy. They were betrayed by their own doing. And the the Dolphins' loss was the wild boar that gave them the injury. And yeah. the the losing to the Titans was an inside job. Mike Vrabel, just like Cersei and Littlefinger <laughs> and Grandmeister Pizel, poisoned Robert Baratheon to finish the job. So, yeah. bowed out too early, used to be in charge, not anymore. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, who, well done. Who do we got? We got, oh, yeah. Um, we have the Texans. Yeah, the Texans. Who did you get there? I, I, I kind of phoned it in on the Texans because I don't know what to make of them. I don't have a solid opinion on them at all. Like I haven't like of all the teams on the list, like they're the ones that I've seen the yep. least of this year. Um, you know, I, I certainly watched that game uh, where they came back and beat the Bills. Uh, yeah. And you know, I you know as such, I I, I I gave them the Hound just kind of by default because the Hound is a guy who's in the countryside gets worked over by Brienne of Tarth and everyone thinks he's dead. Uh, and he fought his way back into the series and he comes to a heroic end, you know, sure. killing his brother and himself, you know, yeah, yeah, diving out yeah. of the Red Keep. Um, so, yeah, that's nothing profound there. Um, I'm sorry, I just didn't really have a... a no, nah, it's fair. <laughs> like I said, I didn't watch a whole lot of Texans football this year. Yeah, I went with Beric Dondarrion and Thoros of Mir. I thought about similar, that Similar myself. reasons, though, similar reasons, for sure. Yeah. You know, they got nine lives. They're not going to win the yeah. show, but, you know, they'll keep it interesting, right? So Yeah. Um, all right, so then you got the... Uh, who they pull? The Bills. The Bills. The who, Bills. Where'd you go with the Bills? Uh, I had the Bills as Masande. Ooh. Um, okay. I watched a decent bit, you know, c- 
counter to my experience with the Texans this year, I did actually see a decent bit of Bills football. Mm. Um, you know, the Eagles, the NFC East played the AFC East this year, so you know, naturally, I saw them play the Eagles, and then I saw them play a number of other games against uh, NFC East teams. Um, and you know, you're you're watching them the whole season, and you're waiting in for them to do something. You you know, think like. This is it. This they're they're going to get in. They're going to have their shot here. They're going to they're going to make a little noise here in the playoffs. And you're waiting for them to do something profound, and then they just crap the bed. Huh. And that's kind of the way I felt about Masande. Not that she crapped the bed, but it was just like she was this sort of character that you were waiting for the entire series, or well, from her introduction in the entire series yep. to do something other than just sort of be next <laughs> to. Danny and sort of counseling her and you know you see her up on the wall and Dracaris all of a sudden she's dead and you know her headless body is oh, falling off the side a, of that's the, a uh, really good job there that's a good job good job by you as they say that's that's a deep cut and I like it you know that's really good yep. all right so finally the uh, the Tennessee Titans the Tennessee Titans are Tyrion Lannister. Oh, okay. I, by the way, yeah. just really quickly, I went with the Hound. For the Titans. For similar reasons that you went for them with for the other team, you know? Okay. But, but anyway. Yeah. But go ahead. So Tyrion Lannister, good one to end on. Nobody expects anything of the Titans. They've, they've, been, they've been pushed into the playoffs with a backup quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, who they picked up off the scrap. Heat yeah, flamed out in New England. Dolphins. The Dolphins didn't even want Ryan Tannehill. Not New England, sorry. Yeah, Flint out Miami, sorry. Um, and they, you know, on the back of an absolute just beastly performance out of Derrick Henry last week, um, they were able to go in and do the impossible and beat the, and beat the, you know, you know, for, you know, proverbially speaking, possibly put an end to the dynasty and put an end to the empire. Um, and do it in a fashion that nobody would expect, you know, sort of like when Tyrion got into into the room with Tywin Lannister, and he ends up putting yeah. an arrow in his oh, chest. Oh, good like one again. Nice, you know, one. just kind of someone that you wouldn't expect to do something brave or profound ends up doing just that. Oh, so that's good. That's, that's good stuff. Kind of my rationale behind my pick of Tyrion for the Titans. Well, I like it a lot. I think you nailed it. I think it's a really good rationale. So listen, listen. it sounds like you've got the Ravens on paper making the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Who do you have the NFC representative being, do you think? Um, I, I, I think it's going to be the Packers. Yeah, okay, you said that earlier, so that's your pick. See, yeah, I feel, yeah. Like, I feel like all four of the remaining NFC teams could go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think obviously the Niners, the Packers, and the Seahawks. I think, I think have a little bit more a quarterback slash. The Niners have the home field that, you know, it's more likely than the Vikings. But back back to our Vikings talk, the Vikings are really scary right now too. Yeah. Uh, yep. I do not see. I just think the Ravens are too new, too unique to stumble for long enough against either the Titans or the Texans, and only the Chiefs can beat them, and the Chiefs could beat themselves just as easily as anybody else, too. So, Yeah, I think I think a Ravens-Chiefs AFC championship would be one of the most entertaining give, football yeah. games of the last decade. Give the kids what they want. So 
I totally agree. I actually had the Chiefs as the Ice Dragon Viserion with the Knights King if the showrunners did a better job with pacing the season. (laughs) And so if I could get a real Drogon versus a real Viserion grudge match, 56 to 52, yes, please, and thank you. Yeah, like that Rams Chiefs game from yeah, last from year. Yeah, from last middle of like last that, year's season. Yes, that's what we're. That's what I would anticipate. Yeah, that I want. Be. I want like a Patriots, Eagles Super Bowl redux of just like no one can stop anybody. Whoever has the ball last wins. <laughs> Someone makes one defense. Yeah, make play. one stop and you're going to win the game. Uh, yep. and, and I think that's probably what we're going to get, or we're going to get a Ravens route. But anyway, that's yeah. a week away. Okay, that's really good stuff, dude. We will yep. leave it there for our, I believe, our fourth annual playoffs as characters. I think we've gone. I think we did it with a different series the first year. Yeah, well, we did, we well, we did Always Sunny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that was the inaugural episode, but it's been GOT the last three. Yeah, years. and I think next year we have to sh- we have to shift off Game of Thrones now that we know how it ends. So you're gonna have to give me some you're gonna have to give me some warning so that I can catch up on whatever series. You yeah, want we'll to figure do. that out. But anyway, stick around for a couple <laughs> seconds. We'll catch up. But good job tonight. That's. Game of Thrones characters as NFL playoff teams, 2020 playoff edition, well, 2019 season, but the 2020 year edition. Dan Ronald, thanks for being on, bud. Hey, man, thanks for having me. See you in a couple weeks. No doubt.